Hey y'all, I'm Reese, and welcome to Making Meaning. Making Meaning is a podcast by the Computer Collective, here to help guide you along your path to make meaning in a way that makes sense for you. This week, I am joined by tarot expert, reader, and now deck creator, Beth Frampton. Beth truly is one of the most authentic people I've ever met. This conversation was the first time I had the pleasure of meeting her, and sitting down and chatting with her was just lovely. In this conversation, we do talk about what inspired Beth to get into tarot in the first place, why she first started reading tarot, what inspired her to make tarot into a career when she first started taking off on social media, and now why she's creating her own tarot deck, which is a beautiful, beautiful deck. I will certainly be linking all of Beth's social media down below, but also her Patreon and Kickstarter. Maybe it's not a Patreon, maybe it's just a Kickstarter. Where you can find her tarot deck will be linked below. So if you're interested at all, please go check it out. If you do not know, I also read tarot cards, certainly not as professionally as Beth does, but tarot holds a very special place in my heart. It was one of the first things that I started exploring that was outside of a Judeo-Christian spirituality and outside of any sort of traditional organized religion. It was kind of this first foray into spirituality just for me. Real quick, before the podcast gets started, I need to introduce y'all to someone. My parents are currently on vacation and I am watching our family dog. Her name is Sage and she is the love of my life and I needed to introduce y'all. So I'm going to tilt the camera so y'all can meet Sage. <gasps> Sagey, look, look over here. <gasps> yes. Oh, my sweet baby. <laughs> okay, let's take a deep breath. And get started. <laughs> oh, so precious. Beth, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today. I am so excited to get to sit down and chat with you a little bit more. I'm super stoked to be here. I haven't done anything like this before, so it's a very exciting opportunity for me. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so the first question that I always ask all of my guests just to kind of get us warmed up. What is one thing you're grateful for right now? Ooh, oh, there's so many things. Um, I was actually just like driving earlier today and I was like, I'm so grateful for like just the life I'm living in general because things are going like pretty well for me. Like I have my deck and mm -hmm. my Kickstarter reached like over 150% funded, I think. That's amazing. And so I'm grateful for that. Family, of course. Um, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> I love that. That is so exciting. Congratulations on your Kickstarter. That is amazing. We'll dive a little bit more into that in a minute. But mm -hmm. the next question I always ask to just really break our conversation open is what is your story? I know that that is like a deep, big question. So whatever mm -hmm. you feel called to share in this moment, what is your story? Um, oh boy. It kind of feels like everything started, or like, 
I kind of branched off and started really exploring me when I first got to college. And mm. that was really rocky and very, very rough. Mm. <laughs> um, as like most first year college experiences are, I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause I was living in the dorms and I'm not, I'm, I'm a very like solitary person. I've been living alone for the past like three coming on four years, I think. And wow. living in the dorms with a complete stranger uh, did not give me any time to like decompress. Yeah. And so I got like shingles that year on top oh of Oh my gosh. Too <laughs> much stress. When people say that the like body and the spirit are not connected, I'm like, have no, you no. never made yourself sick with no, stress no. before? Like, it's a real thing. It is. One of my friends always gets like sick at the beginning of the semester um, due to stress. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but oh, I don't know. First year was rough. Super depresso first year. Yeah. Then, first year is hard. Yeah. And then, I don't know, once I started living alone, things got infinitely better, and that's kind of when I started to, I was always, like, super into tarot since maybe my freshman year of high school, but living alone really connected me deeper to it and to my spirituality in general. Mm. And so that's kind of when I explored, um, I think, like, the deeper meanings and, like, the way I can use tarot as a tool instead of just like a yeah. fun little like, oh my gosh, guys, do you like a tarot reading at like a party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say, it's a super fun party trick. Anytime, yeah, someone's like, oh my gosh, you read tarot? I'm like, yeah, you want me to pull a card for you? And people are like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, oh gosh. And then I started working at um, this spiritual shop here in Lubbock called Tumbleweed Botanicals. And that kind of like, and then I started my TikTok around that same time. Um, and then things kind of just took off from there and have been steadily progressing upward. And it's been really, really awesome. Tarot's kind of at like the core of everything for me. So it was I love that. Yeah. So obviously tarot, so I'm a bit familiar with tarot. I do read tarot but i would not put myself on the same level as you in any sense but i do like how you said that it's a tool right mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people look at it and one both of us live in texas we're in the bible belt and yeah. there is a lot of um conversation around the occult and occultism mm -hmm. and metaphysical um practices that they're negative or even evil which or of course <laughs> or demonic yeah and i'm yeah. like i personally don't believe that of course you personally don't believe that mm -hmm. or if you believe that they are connected to some sort of underworld thing it's not like in a negative, negative. way no. right exactly um so have you ever had to talk with someone about that and what has that experience been like like what would you say to someone who was like well tarot is of the devil or tarot is evil or demonic how do you counter that i've never really encountered somebody who said that and i don't know if that's just because i don't get out or if it's just because <laughs> yeah yeah um, 
I think like the only time I have encountered anything like that was on like a live I was doing on TikTok mm. and there was just like somebody commenting about like Jesus and how Jesus will save me and I was like well thanks that's cool dope yeah um, however I'm fine <laughs> yeah I can love Jesus and these cards actually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which yeah but I think that's a great response that's like thank you like obviously yeah. I think it always comes from a place of love and care mm -hmm. um but it's like, yeah, but I'm still making these choices for me. I love that. So you said you first started getting into tarot in freshman year. What first sparked that interest for you? I think my mom got me my first tarot deck. And I think it was the Rider Waite tarot, the standard girly. Yeah, um, we love her. We love the Rider Waite. We love her. She's such a solid. Um, yeah, I think she just bought me my first tarot deck because I've always been interested in like spirituality and kind of the occult and just like things on the fringe. Mm -hmm. um, and like I grew up watching a ton of ghost shows and stuff with my mom. And so I think just being able to like have a tool to connect with something higher than myself um, was really, really cool. And it also helped me really build my intuition and start trusting mm -hmm. myself a lot more um and that really came into play when i got to college because i it, it's kind of like i felt like really up until my first year of college if i would say i was akin to being like asleep or like not fully in tune mm -hmm. with myself i guess yeah maybe uh, just kind of going through the motions of life and not being fully there yeah. Yeah, not really, like, it felt like I wasn't, like, making decisions for myself when I was just doing things to, like, appease my family and, like, everyone around me. Big people-pleaser vibes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you say a tool to connect with your higher power, because I'm, like, so on the same page as you with that, where I'm, like, for me, tarot, astrology, crystals, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. reading, journaling, like these meditation, they're all just different tools that we can use to connect with whatever higher power we believe in or the universe around us or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call that. Um, so how do you use tarot to connect? Do you like, what is your, can I ask your belief system around that and what that yeah. looks like? I would love to know more. Um, I am somebody who believes in like spirit guides and that everybody has them and you, they're, like, just help you through life, you know, um, and can, you know, guide you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I kind of, and of course, like, I kind of view it as, like, a tier system. I also believe in, like, archangels and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I also believe that the power of belief can, like, I guess, like, manifest entities. Like, I, I do think that, like, the Christian God is real because there's so many people who believe in that energy that like it's going that like it's going to create something right you know? if enough focus and energy is moving in one direction yeah. it yeah. will manifest in some yeah. way yeah i think that makes perfect sense um so the way i like to practice is i just kind of like to use my cards to talk to my guides and i can kind of 
I've kind of gotten to a point where I can communicate with them without using my cards. Sure. Um, but I like to use the cards to like validate what I'm getting because sometimes I'm like, what if I'm crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, also just like, it's like my guides and then archangels and then like the universe as a whole. Hmm. It's is the of, tier system. Yeah, yeah. For me personally, it's different for everyone. But that's sure. To how, how I like to rock it. Yeah, I, I love that. So how did you develop that um, tier system? Did you, so you said you grew up with like watching ghost shows and mm -hmm. like talking with your mom about spirituality and all of these kind of fringe practices. Were you raised with a specific religion and then kind of developed your own take? It, or was it just very open household and you got here? It was really open. My dad was raised Pentecostal, mm. and so, and my, I think my mom was raised, like, very, like, loosely Christian, um, but they both decided that they didn't want to raise their kids with any form of religion mm. um, because of the way it impacted them, namely, like, my dad, um, and so I was raised with, like, like, I wasn't told to believe anything, but I would just kind of like observe my mom and like go with her to fun like um, like psychic fairs and stuff and like see everything there and it kind of just like clicked with me. I yeah. think I, I like to research um, Christianity and like I love the like aesthetic of Catholicism, but it it it's just like a really cool i don't know i don't know maybe another like way to access kind of the same energy but like you kind don't of. have to have it doesn't appeal that practice to me. it's interesting but it doesn't appeal to me in the same way that like just spirituality does gotcha know? yeah um, yeah why do you think that is do you think it's um the strictness that tends to come within the communities or within leadership or a mix of both or is it like the foundational texts because to give you a little bit of background on myself i was raised christian but it was like loosely christian um and now like no one in my family even identifies as christian anymore which is crazy um but I went to Christian private schools and I had a lot of struggle with like leadership telling me what my relationship with my higher power should look like, mm -hmm. the judgment of the community around me and like everything having to come from this one text that I was like, okay, it's a resource that's cool, but <laughs> yeah. what about all of these other things, right? So. I don't want to project my experience onto you, but I would love to hear kind of more about why that doesn't appeal to you. What are the your sticking points? I don't like to be put in a box. Mm. And so that's part of it. And if there's not a, like, if I'm told to do something or to believe something just because, and like without like a solid, reasoning or like that's because that's what the bible says or that's 
like growing up my parents would like tell me not to do something and I'm like why and they're like because I said so and I'm like well that's the worst reasoning ever and so I kind of feel like that's part of it but also um the people I've met and interacted with in spiritual practices versus like religious practices are much more like open-minded and welcoming and less judgmental than individuals I've encountered uh, in like Christian practices. Yeah, sure. And not to say that that is like a universal rule, of course, or that one can't be the other. Um, But I totally like hear that experience. Um, And I think oftentimes it's because of like just the circumstances that certain people are put in, right? which is unfortunate to see but yeah that makes perfect sense um another thing that i wanted to ask you about so obviously getting into tarot using it as a connection to your higher power what inspired you to then start your tiktok channel so for listeners who may have not stumbled upon your tiktok account yet you do tiktok lives where you do live readings um and you post you post daily videos yes of tarot readings i would but i've kind of fallen out of the habit okay but (laughs) yes cool um so what inspired you to start doing the online social media persona thing but also using this spiritual side of it and bringing that to it i like growing up and I've always loved like YouTubers and I always wanted to like be like a YouTuber but I never had anything to like talk about or do um and it always fascinated me it always interested me I thought it was so cool um and then I I also have like a YouTube channel where I do post tarot readings but I don't post nearly as often as I do on TikTok um but I decided to do TikTok, one, because it's the easiest platform to grow on. Yeah. Um, and then two, because I don't know, it just kind of like felt called to do it and it was fun and it's fast and it's easy. And it's also easy to connect with people on there. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think there's so much about social media that obviously can be extremely negative. And there was a period of time where I like deleted all of my social media because I was like, this is horrible. But also it was during that phase where I was like, I'm going to be different. And like, (laughs) so like there was also that. But re-downloading it and being very intentional with like, who am I following? What accounts am I following? What community online am I creating for myself? It can be such a powerful force for good. It is. Being aware of like the content you're absorbing is like yes yes 100 percent. so two things about like your tiktok and youtube content one talk to me a little bit about um like distance sessions because i feel like there's a lot of misconception around like how energies can work remotely or like in a TikTok live, there could be thousands of people watching you and yet you're doing the same reading. So what would you say to a skeptic that's like, well, there's no way that it's real because there's thousands of people watching this, but also what would you say to someone who's like, well, I'm not there with you? Yeah. 
I do, I do like personal readings and I film them by, I just like set up my phone and I record them instead of doing like a one-on-one session. Um, yeah. Because I get really nervous. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I feel like I'm not like, I don't know, if I'm nervous, then it's harder to like connect with the energy. Yeah, 100%. Um, it it kind of blocks it a little bit. A little bit, because I'm worried yeah. about like, how am I like performing? And that's not at all yeah. I need to be thinking about when I'm doing it. Right. Um, but I have like the person's name and I have their questions. And so it's, I'm just kind of able to like, kind of just like ask my guides and then their guides and the universe to like connect me with their energy at the beginning of the reading, the session. Um, and then it just kind of works. I don't really yeah like you just trust it. Yeah, and then I kind of get I get feedback and it's really positive feedback. And I'll be doubting myself while I'm filming because I'm like sure I feel like I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Um, but then <laughs> it really like validates it. So yeah, maybe a spirit guide is in your ass handing it to you, Honestly, right? Like who knows? <laughs> I love it. So obviously, like you said, you get really good feedback. And I don't think that like creators grow for lack of reason, like, mm -hmm. especially in this type of industry. Like, of course, there are people out there that perform tarot readings or astrology readings or other intuitive readings that are taking advantage of people like they do exist. But mm -hmm. I'm always like, they exist in every industry. This one is no different. But there's yeah. also really awesome people who do this like authentically and genuinely to try and form connection and help people. Yeah. Um, so I think that's beautiful. Um, oh my gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, so what is some of the like, I'm sure in your feedback, you've heard like crazy, like synchronicities or something come yeah. up at some point. Share some of those. I would love to hear. Um, some of my favorite ones are I'll channel songs a lot because I listen to music super frequently. But I love that. Sometimes there'll be songs that I haven't heard in like years and I completely forgot existed. And the like lines will just pop in my head. Um, and it'll really fit like the reading that I'm doing. Um, and so I'll get comments that like people were like just listening to that song earlier in the day or that song popped up like on the radio or something that day. Um, and so that's probably my favorite thing. Just yeah, ooh, I love a good, I love a good, like, non-coincidental coincidence. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I also love the connection to music. So tell me your thoughts on this, because I am a big believer in frequency, because I'm like, mm -hmm. it goes down to, like, science, right? We are made up of atoms, which are just balls of energy, immaterial mm -hmm. energy that are moving so quickly that it gives our brains the illusion that we are solid. Right. So I'm like, everything has energy, including us. So no wonder when we meet different people, you know, we either vibe with that vibration or we yeah. don't. And what is music, if not different frequencies meeting yeah. our frequency? And when you do intuitive or energetic readings, like you said, it's like trying to tap into that frequency. Yeah. So I think that is so cool that like music comes up for you because it's such a like energetic art form yeah. very similar to this yeah um i 
have like noticed that I don't know if it's just because I'm really susceptible to like energies now that I'm doing this and I've noticed like a sure increase in it in the past however many years since I started doing it um but like I can't really listen to like depressing music anymore because it will literally make me depressed <laughs> you like, can like feel it literally literally um and I've also noticed that with like a few other creators that I um and mutuals with they kind of have mm-hmm. like a similar experience too so I really think music has really awesome power which also I like having like playlists for different moods and also there's this that's song my called, favorite like, thing yeah have there's a song like I think called lucky girl by Carlina that I found on like TikTok or something um where she's literally like repeating like I'm a lucky girl everything comes to me flows to me moves through me and I started listening to that um I don't think it was as no it was before I started submitting my deck to different publishers and then I started to hear back from them and I was like oh gosh I'm so lucky and it's (laughs) (laughs) but it's true and I think that goes back to kind of what you were talking about earlier where if enough people are putting energy in one direction Mm -hmm. it's like again to me I'm such a big believer in that science and spirituality actually confirm each other not the opposite but um I'm like Newton said like energy cannot be created or destroyed an Mm -hmm. object in motion will stay in motion and an object at rest will stay at rest and so it's like well if all of this energy is moving in one direction and it's going to keep moving and it can't be destroyed Mm -hmm. it's got to create something right Mm -hmm. otherwise it'll just be going out there and so of course like listening to these things that are going to like imbue you with those frequencies it's like if nothing else it feels good it makes me feel good and feel like i have control over it right even if you don't necessarily believe in those specifics but i'm like Mm -hmm. i think i do think that the science backs it up and one of my favorite favorite quotes that a friend of mine shared with me is from arthur c clark i believe it's one of his three principles of scientific inquiry i might have totally just botched that but it's um any sufficient science will be indeterminable from magic and i was just like whoa because what is magic if not things that like we just don't understand yet and it's like we don't have to understand them for them to be powerful sorry Mm -hmm. now i'm going on a rant because i love this stuff (laughs) alchemy was kind of just a form of like chemistry before people started realizing like it's just science right exactly and i'm like and i don't think that calling it science should take away like the beauty or magic of it either it's like it doesn't mean that it's not just as like synchronistic or connected to everything so yes sorry i get so excited about this stuff but that's lovely to talk (laughs) about your tarot deck a little bit more so you are currently designing bone dead tarot um which is what your kickstarter was for congratulations on getting funded so exciting we'll definitely link um of course your TikTok, youtube but also the deck where people can get it or support your kickstarter down Mm -hmm. in our YouTube comments and the podcast notes. So if anyone is interested in checking that out, definitely, definitely please go support Beth. Um, 
what made you want to design your own deck? Let's just start there. It kind of just made sense because I'm currently going to school for art. And I was originally um, a painting major, but I, this past spring semester, switched to jewelry design and metal smithing because I'm just <gasps> in love with that. It's How so cool is that? Cool. It is so cool. Um, it, so just like being an artist and then being in love with tarot, it kind of just made sense to put them together and yeah. to make something of my own. And also I love, love, love like indie decks. And I love seeing how artists individually like interpret each card. If they have a different, if they're like, some artists like to do their own versions of like the Rider Waite deck, but then other artists will design the card in a way that kind of like either semi alters or expands on the meaning of the card. And I love that because I can be pulled to a certain deck for a certain reading for someone and it will have been like um, necessary for me to use that deck because I'll get a certain message from like the artwork in that deck. And so yes. I just wanted to make my own deck and see like how I would interpret the cards and how other people could use my cards to pull different meanings and expand on the meanings of the cards in their own way. I think that is so beautiful. Um, when you do read, because of course any tarot reader channeler has different kind of practices when they do it, mm -hmm. are you more of an intuitive reader where you take the card and you like look at the picture a little bit and then like you know what it's supposed to mean? Are you pretty like strict with the original meaning like how do you approach that in terms of interpreting the card using the art wanting to use the original meaning but also like intuiting what's happening in the moment like what's your kind of what's the beth frampton mix i'm an extremely intuitive reader i don't really use like structured spreads in my readings like some people really like the celtic cross spread and like yeah. stick to her and each card will each like placement of each card will have a different meaning and then like you tie in the card meaning with like the placement meaning and then you get this like new grand thing um and i think that is really cool I'm just not a structured individual, and so I like to, I'm like extremely familiar with all of the meanings of the cards, but I also think that there's like a billion different ways to interpret each and every card, because each card has like a light and dark aspect, whether it's like the sun card, like it can still have some like, um, not negative connotations, but like shadow aspects i guess yeah um, i mean i absolutely i think that's true of like inequality in a human yeah. being too right yeah. like how you were saying like people pleasing thing like that can be a really wonderful thing to be and like mm -hmm. putting other people first and being selfless but it can also be at the detriment to you right so i think of tarot cards in the same way where it's like yeah. the sun card it's sunshiny it's great what yeah. is it covering up like what do we yeah. need to yeah. yeah, where's the moon? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. however you mm -hmm. want to talk about it. Yeah. I love that. So kind of on that same note, 
how do you deal with reversals? For anyone that may not be familiar with tarot readings, um, one thing that can happen is when you're shuffling and you uh, deal or draw a card and place it, it can either be face up or reversed and appear in the face down um, image. And some tarot readers don't really use reversals to interpret anything and some tarot readers believe it's the exact opposite of the original card other tarot readers believe different things about reversals so i would love to hear your take on it i like to shuffle my cards with them all facing upright um and so if i shuffle in the way where like instead of pulling a card um i like for them to pop out mm. while i'm shuffling um and so sometimes they like spin and turn themselves and they'll be like, she wants to be reversed. Um, yeah. So I will read with reversals and it'll kind of, it depends on the reading, especially because I am a very, very intuitive reader. Sometimes it will have like the opposite meaning of the card or sometimes it will be like that card, but in a very like suppressed energy. Mm. Um, or it could be like the meaning of the card, but interpreting it in a way that's like adjacent to mm. the card. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so cool. Well, and I love that like every aspect can be an intuitive portion, right? It's like you don't have to have an exact science with this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's so cool. So going back to your tarot deck, I kind of wanted to ask some of those questions just so I understood your approach a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So when you set out to design a tarot deck, what was your process like as an artist and as an intuitive reader, like wanting to make a deck? Was it, I want these to be really beautiful and I'll sit down and, oh, I just banged my mic. And then I'll sit down and um, like, channel how i feel about this card did you want to keep it similar to rider weight like what was that process like how much were you listening to your guides mm -hmm. and how much of it was like i want them to be pretty and visual <laughs> i pretty and visual was also very important to me like first yeah most i mean tarot is art at the end of the day they're they're art it is yeah. um I wanted it to be really colorful and also like bright and playful mm. just because I think it's like fun. I like things for it to be like fun and lighthearted, but still able to like have depth to it. Yeah. Um, so lighthearted does not mean not meaningful. Yes. Yes. And so I wanted that to kind of take importance in making the deck. I originally wanted to tackle the deck like going from all the way from like the fool to the ten of wands like in order um but then i found that that was kind of like hindering me and if mm. i i would just kind of like i guess like channel or like get like downloads if you will of like the cards like i would be just like doing something and then i'd get the image of like the five of cups or something in my head. Like, yeah. I have to draw that now. Um, and it was like so fun and so cool to be able to like, it was all really intuitive. Um, and I knew there were like a few things that I wanted to incorporate into some cards 
for like of course like to adhere to the actual meaning of the card right to add my own like personal twist on it um like i added a worm in the like background of the hermit card because i call (sighs) my sister worm um and she's a virgo and the hermit is with virgo okay (laughs) As soon as you said you call your sister Worm, I knew you were going there. So for listeners, um, Emma Frampton, who was on season one of Making Meaning, is Beth's sister. The, there you go, the Frampton sisters. And of course, they're both very spiritual individuals. Um, I don't know if Emma's told you this. Emma and I have the same birthday. You do? Isn't that crazy? I think she did tell me. I think she did tell me that. Yeah. And so as soon as you said you call her worm, and I was like, oh my gosh, and it's hermit, and she's a Virgo, and yeah. I have always identified with like the hermit, um, like figure, yeah. Um, yeah. and so that I, but I love that. That's so beautiful and special, but that, that you can have this like homage to Emma in there, yeah. but also that someone could draw this card and like read something completely different from like the worm that goes underground to live and breathe but can come back out but also Mm -hmm. that maybe they're doing a reading about their sister and they pull the hermit and like that's been like imbued into the artwork of this like there's so many beautiful ways that that could manifest yeah it's that is i love that i love tarot (laughs) (laughs) it's okay so same And going back to something you said at the beginning, it's a really great tool for connection, right? How have you found that it helps you connect to yourself, but also other people? I, well, doing readings for other people will connect me with them. And um, for connecting with myself, I, in the past like year or so, have been very like, realizing that um i can have i can feel like multiple ways about something it's not Mm. black and white um and so i've recently been using tarot to help me understand my own feelings better um and like pulling cards for how i feel about this like certain thing that's occurring in my life um and being able to like get validation I think in that I'm feeling multiple ways about it um and that's like normal and okay and valid and also good to be able to experience like depth of understanding and like feeling in those situations you know um I also like to do it to connect with I, I also like to use tarot to connect with my cat she's over here sleeping right now Cause I can see like how she's feeling and how she's doing. And I've been thinking about getting a second cat and how she would feel about that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 How do you think it helps you connect to, so of course you talked a little bit about your tier system with your spirit guides, archangels, mm-hmm. and then the universe. How do you think it helps you connect to that higher power? I, I don't know. It just, you can kind of like, when you're doing a reading asking for advice on something or asking for um, a prediction on how something's going to go or like guidance or something it's become easier and easier to like feel 
the like energy and like love of the universe and my guides like as I'm doing a reading um and to be able to like hear and feel the answers and so I it's really nice to be able to like read tarot and to just sit in that energy and it feels like really good yeah I like to think of it I mean so of course jumping back even more to the beginning talking about how we both live in Texas we're both from Texas um being in a Christian background mm -hmm. you're raised with prayer as being like the way you communicate with higher power right mm -hmm. the older I get and the more that I do explore these different mediums that you can use to get in touch with yourself get in touch with like your inner feelings other people connect I'm like what is tarot if not prayer but like with a deck of cards same as meditation and like yoga like it's just a way to communicate. It's like a conduit. Yeah. 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 I love I that. Also have like also recently been enjoying prayer in and of itself. Cause growing up, um, I didn't really understand prayer. I didn't think yeah. that you were actually like connecting with anything when you did it. Um, yeah. Well, and I feel like a lot of kids are like, Hey God, help me pass this test, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. I honestly still do that. Yeah. <laughs> but probably with such a different intention, right? Yeah. That's like, yeah. hey, I'm actually trying to connect. Yeah. Help me help myself do this yeah. thing, right? Like totally. Yeah. Instead of like reaching into the void, it's more of like being able to like pinpoint the energy because you're already familiar with it. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Sorry, I totally cut you off with that. Please continue. Yeah. I forgot what I was saying. I lose my train of thought really, really easily. No, you are all good. <laughs> that is on me. Hand up. I, as much as I do this, sometimes I'm like, that is not what an interviewer should do, Reese. Calm I, down. Listen, I will start a sentence and then get to the end of it and not remember how I started it. And so it yeah. will be like a coherent line of thought. Yeah, I think I've been doing that like, a little bit this 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 little podcast, and I'm like, man, That's... I'm answering these questions. Right hey, <laughs> you are you are ending up exactly where you need to be. I love it. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, now I'm like all over the place. Um, so with connecting to your higher power, and with yourself, and with other people what would you say to someone that has like never dabbled in tarot but is interested in it maybe from the perspective of both someone who is like oh i might be interested in getting a reading but also mm -hmm. someone who's like oh i might be interested in learning how to read yeah. like both of those perspectives what would you like say to the newbie for someone who's interested in getting a reading but has never received one before i would take the time to like find different readers and see which one is you're feeling drawn to the most um because not every reader is like for you like you can mm. get a reading from somebody and not have it resonate because like energetically you might just not be like aligned um, yeah which is also really why i like that there's like so many different creators on social media who do this because you can really find one that fits with you yeah um, and so take your time and find who feels best for you and 
be open-minded, um, of course. And then with getting into doing a reading for yourself, um, I'm always going to recommend the Rider Weight deck to start out with because that is how every, that's kind of like what every other tarot deck after the Rider Weight is based on. Yeah. Um, but also a lot of like online resources also use the imagery from the Rider Weight in their like interpretations. Um, like Biddy Tarot, I think, does that, even though they have their own tarot deck. Um, yeah. Also, be patient and don't expect yourself to be good at reading when you first start, because you're going to be questioning yourself so, so much. Um, but I also recommend journaling while you're getting into reading. And mm-hmm. um, I learn best by doing. And so just doing like spreads over and over for myself and then like looking up each card as I'm going instead of feeling like I have to like study all of the cards before I even start it's going to be a much more like approachable um thing for me I think yeah Um, and for everyone else um I think that's awesome yeah I love it um one last question before I always say one last question but then I always have like closing questions so this isn't the last question but it's the last one before those um what is your opinion about good cards and bad cards? Um, I have very strong opinions about this. I remember the first time someone told me like, oh, you got the tower, like be afraid. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, excuse me, what? Earlier today, yeah. Um, There is no such thing as a bad card because even good cards can, again, like have shadow aspects and negative cards can have really positive aspects like i kind of love the tower to be honest um i'm also a scorpio so i love changing shit up um and so the tower to me can be like a really beautiful thing because having experienced like tower moments in my life yeah all like at the time so not like scary but like it's just the rug getting ripped out from underneath your feet and you don't know where yeah. to go from there but you still do go from there because life inevitably like continues and goes on like you're gonna wake up yeah it's still gonna it'll continue um, yeah but like those moments always put you in a position to have like really positive things happening for you it's just kind of like getting rid of things that aren't working for you or like shifting yeah. and moving things that need to be shifted and move it, moved. Um, I like love the bad cards because of the rep they get and because there's always going to be like a really beautiful, positive way to. Improve. Yeah. I remember when I like first got my first tarot deck, I didn't know that so traditionally, if you do want to get into reading, people recommend that your first deck is gifted to you or that any mm-hmm. decks are gifted. That's kind of a thing. Um, I don't know if you believe in that or not, but I mm-hmm. bought my, okay, I bought myself my first deck just because I was like, yeah. this is cool. I'll buy my first deck. Mm-hmm. And the very first reading I did was like tower, death card, devil. And I'm like flipping through and it's like, you're going to die um be very afraid (laughs) yeah and looking back on that I'm like I revisit that 
reading in my brain all the time to be like, no, it, it was a rug being pulled out from under me moment, but not in the sense that like everything is going horribly in the sense that like it's clearing out for thing for better things to come in. Yeah. And like death is but a rebirth, right? So it's mm -hmm. like you have your tower, then you have your death. Mm -hmm. And then the devil, it's like, yeah, maybe there's negative energies around you, but that yeah. means now you know and we can figure out how to work to either clear that out or to mm -hmm. um, transmute that. Yeah. We literally said that at the same time. We're so in sync. <laughs> I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, second to last question to kind of start rounding out the pod. Um, is there anything we missed? Anything that in light of our conversation or because we didn't touch on it or that you want to clarify or anything like that that you would like to mention, throw out there, anything of the sort? Um, I could talk about tarot forever and the meanings of the cards forever. <laughs> I don't want to take up too much of your time. No, what what's one of your favorite like meanings of one of your favorite cards? Well, and like even saying favorite card, that's like what's your favorite kid, right? It's like but they're they're all good. Yeah. I always love the like romancy love cards just because I love connecting with people even if I'm mm. such an introvert. Um I don't know. I like the Two of Cups, I think, actually. Mm. Because it's always so sweet. And the Two of Cups to me is not, it, it's not always inherently romantic. It can just yeah. really be like best friend vibes. Um, but then you can also read it in the way that like your best friend as your romantic partner could be like coming in or that person is going to have like an emphasized uh, moment in your life coming up soon or something like that and so I just I love like sweetness between people and I love to like observe that and like feel that energy in my yeah mood. and I always get that with the two of cups that is so lovely I also love your attitude of keeping things lighthearted and sweet and joyful because I think so often when you get into these kinds of mediums mm -hmm. um in different like metaphysical practices a lot of the times you can find like things that are like spooky or mm -hmm. like darker things mm -hmm. just because there is an acknowledgement inherently within tarot, within astrology, within anything in that world, that anything good also has the bad too, right? Yeah. That like everything is double-sided. So I think mm -hmm. it can be easier for people who are dealing with that for the first time to stumble into like a negative energy. Yeah. And so finding someone that is so focused on like the lightheartedness, but knowing that that doesn't take away from the depth, yes. I think is beautiful um okay i actually do have one more question how has tarot helped you live a meaningful life what has it meant for you in being purposeful oh boy um everything <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of just Tarot has kind of given me purpose in that, like, mm. I know this is what 
I'm meant to be doing, at least in this moment. Um, and if not, then like for the rest of my life, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and so be, and it's just, it helps me add meaning to life and it helps me understand life better. Um, and recognize that like life has like tarot, like there are like the more like really positive cards that are really awesome and life has those like really positive awesome moments but then there's cards that also talk about like despair or disappointment or things just not working out for you or being wrapped up in your own head or being caught up in like obsessive energies maybe and like that life also have those moments but despite that with like the progression of tarot from like um temperance like things are balancing out the devil you've kind of got yourself caught up in these obsessive or like not toxic energies but like maybe but um addictive energies maybe and then the tower comes in and like wrecks all of that for you but then after the tower you have the star which is all about like hope renewal um serenity and like knowing that like wherever you move toward is going to be the right direction yeah that's so so beautiful last question to round out our conversation what is one word that describes how you're feeling right now and if you want to i've i've never done this before but i'm like if your word is like a tarot card to describe how you're feeling right now like you could do that too but you don't have to normally i do a word but i'm like that could be fun but up to you um three of cups (gasps) okay tell us why um well three of cups is like very fun also lighthearted. Um, yes but it's like a very friendly energy and very like positive and like upbeat and you're just like hanging out with your friends and having a good time yeah. yeah i really love that and i've loved this conversation and getting to meet you i'm feeling so grateful that emma was able to connect us Yes, and I am so excited to share this with the Making Meaning audience. So again, if y'all want to check out Beth and her work, TikTok, YouTube, Tarot Deck, and all of the other places where you can find Beth and Bone Dead Tarot will be in the YouTube description, podcast notes, wherever you are listening to this, you will be able to find it. Um, So please go support Beth and thank you so much, Beth, for doing this, being here and sharing your time and energy with me. Of course, thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Yes, me too. Okay, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you all so very much for being here today. And of course, a huge thank you to Beth for her time and energy in having this conversation with me. Final reminder to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, like this video, give us a five-star rating, leave a review, leave a comment, all of the things. Of course, all of Beth's stuff will be linked in the podcast description or in the YouTube notes down below. Wherever you are, you will be able to find Beth in all of the information that is there. Making Meanings Art and Podcast Cover was created by Nicole O. Stryker. You can find her on Instagram at Nicole O. Creates or Nicole O. Design. Making Meanings Theme Music was created by Tristan Morgan and you can find him on Instagram at Tristan Morgan. Right now, I am feeling open. I think open. Thank you for 
letting me show up as myself for being here for listening to me it's really cool i hope you feel like you are living more coherently until next time love Thank <laughs> you.